Welcome to Preach the Word Podcast. My name is Ashton McDonald, and I am your host. Today's episode is a sermon that was brought to us by Pastor Shad McDonald, January 2nd, 2022. The scripture reading is from Genesis chapter 5, also Hebrews chapter 11, and lastly, Jude verse 14. The sermon is entitled, Living Like You Are Leaving. If you would like to stay up to date with our most recent episodes of the podcast, please subscribe. You can also share this episode with friends or family by tapping the share button. May I ask you today, are you ready for the rapture? Listen as Pastor MacDonald admonishes the church to live like we are leaving. Thank you for listening. I want to read tonight in the fifth chapter of Genesis. And I want you to see verse number 21. Genesis 5, 21. And Enoch lived sixty and five years and begot Methuselah. And Enoch walked with God after he begot Methuselah three hundred years and begot sons and daughters. And all the days of Enoch were three hundred and sixty-five years. And Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. Book of Hebrews chapter number 11. Look there with me, and let's pick up in verse number 5. Hebrews 11 and verse 5. By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death, and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. The epistle of Jude verse 14 and Enoch also the seventh from Adam prophesied of these saying behold the Lord cometh with ten thousands of his saints to execute judgment upon all and to convince all that are ungodly among them of their ungodly deeds which they have ungodly committed and of all their hard speeches which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. These are murmurers, complainers, walking after their own lust, and their mouths speaketh great swelling words, having men's persons in admiration because of advantage. The scripture text that I would like to use tonight is the words in Genesis, Enoch walked with God, And he was not, for God took him. So if the Lord will stand by me, I'll just label that line, living like you're leaving. The word that Brother Ashton used this morning was unprecedented. And we do live in unprecedented times. But may I say please, there is something yet on God's calendar that will certainly soon take place. And it's something that has never happened before. 
And so if the Lord will give me help and unction, I want to ask you tonight, are you ready for the rapture? Are you ready for the rapture of the church? There will soon come the day where every Christian is taken out of this world. There will be a day soon to come where the rapture will take place and Christ will come to receive his bride to glory. For he hath appeared and he doth yet appear and he shall appear. Just as certain as of the first advent where Jesus came, though he came as a lowly babe, he came the first time, he'll be back the second time. Now when he rode into Jerusalem on Palm Sunday and made that triumphal entry into Jerusalem, he rode on a donkey of the foal of an ass. He rode in on a donkey, but the next time he comes, he's going to change horses. Amen. Yes, he is. He's going to change horses. And he's not going to come as a lowly lamb, but he's going to come back as king of kings and lord of lords. So my message to you tonight is to make you aware and to challenge your heart to cause you to realize that we, the church, are going to leave here. And regrettably, they are going to be so-called Christians left in their seats because you're not saved merely because you go to church. You're not saved merely because you sit under a holiness preacher. No, not at all. You are going to give an account to God for every message you've heard. For every time the man of God has got up and read to you out of this King James Bible, you will not be able to say, I did not know. And maybe you may be uh, lacking of understanding about everything that will transpire, but you've got enough sense to know that Jesus is coming. You understand that the Lord is coming, and it is important that we live as though we're leaving. The old preacher used to say, don't drive your tent pegs too deep because we are not here to stay. And Jesus spoke of that day and he said, and he that hath his stuff in the house, let him not come down. In other words, you may have to leave from the rooftop, but be ready to leave. You see, the danger that we live in today is for us to make plans as if we're going to be here forever. But friend, I have no plans to stay. I am looking for the coming of the Lord. <coughs> you, say, you say, Brother Shad, what do you expect to happen next? What do you expect to happen next? I expect the Lord to come. I'm not looking for any more signs. I am listening for a shout. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel and the trump of God. And when the trump sounds, that's when we're moving out. You understand that when the children of Israel made their wilderness journey, that there was a trump that would sound. And that trump was to get ready, pack up, we're fixing to move camp. But when that last trump sounded, that was the trump to tell them, 
We're on the move. And one day the last trump is going to sound. Hallelujah. One day the last trump is going to sound. And the church is leaving here. So cast not away your confidence. Which great have great recompense of reward. For you have great you have need of patience. That you that have to done the will of God. Ye might receive the promise for yet a little while. And he that shall come will come. And he will not tarry. Oh hold on dear child. Don't get weary now. Be faithful to the end. Jesus is coming. And so tonight I want to use as a case study. One of these pre-rapture saints, I may call it, for even though we understand that the norm and the usual is to go by the way of the grave, they are two that were raptured out of here. The first being Enoch and the second being Elijah. Amen. And there's going to be two men in the streets over there in years to come and you can decide who it is. But nevertheless, God's going to have a witness. Can you say amen? So let me talk to you about Enoch. Let me talk to you about Enoch and the necessary walk that he determined. There was one thing that Enoch was determined to do. There was one thing that Enoch purposed to do, and that was he walked with God. Now, I know you got a lot on your to-do list. I know you got a big, long bucket list. But let me tell you what you better put at the top of that list. You better put at the top of that list, you need to maintain a walk with God. <clears throat> Jesus <coughs> warned us of that late last hour, and he said, Take heed to yourselves, lest at any time your hearts be overcharged with surfeiting. We can get so caught up with things, things that in themselves are not wrong, things that in themselves are not sinful, but we are like Martha. We are cumbered and troubled about many things and we get so caught up with other things and we lose sight of what is most important but Enoch purposed that he was going to have a walk with God let me talk to you about the responsibilities of his life the responsibilities of his life of course began when he took to wed this wife of his and then when he was 65 years old He begot a son. His firstborn was Methuselah. And at 65 years old, Enoch began to walk with God. I wonder if something about that babe coming into his home made him cognizant and recognize the responsibility that is on his life in a wicked, idolatrous, iniquitous, sin-cursed world Enoch realized what I need is a walk with God. I've got a little boy here. I've got a babe. And he's going to be following in my footsteps. I need a walk with God. And may I say that all of us that have children and all of us that have loved ones and family and we all do that many that are unsaved next of kin. We need to be careful how we walk because somebody is watching our lives. And I cannot think of anything more sinful 
And the greatest sin that I could name in the world is for a person to bring a child into the world and for them to bring them up as if there is no God, as if there is no hell, as if there is no eternity. Do you understand, please, that when a young child is born into this world, they have an eternal, immortal soul that is going to live somewhere and every soul will have a fingerprint on it. Will your loved ones have your fingerprint in heaven or in hell? I need you to help me while I preach. That's why the things of God and the house of God and prayer and devotion is more important than anything else. Enoch, he realized, I need a walk with God because I've got a boy that's fallen in my footsteps. You see, your life and mine... <coughs> It's challenged by a lot of things. But none of that is as important as our walk with God. The responsibilities of his life were important. But not more important than his relationship with the Lord. He begot Methuselah. And he walked with God. Come here now. I understand that children have a way of wooing and pulling on us. And they are a great blessing. But you need to be careful that you don't allow your blessing to become a curse. Years ago when I was pastoring, God gave me a message and I went to the pulpit and I preached on cursed with a blessing. And the whole premise of my preaching that was night was to warn somebody in that room that was there and heard what I said. I said, if you are not careful, the very thing that God has blessed you with is going to become a curse to you. And I must regret, sadly to say, I live long enough to see that very thing happen. I watched a couple compromise. I watched sin and ungodliness enter into a home and pull people people away from the house of God because they could not tell their children no and they would not take a stand for righteousness have I got anybody in the house that loves holiness preaching tonight and do you understand that God blessed you with children but it's not for you to raise them up in the world it's not for you to let them go into the things of the world you need a devotion and you need a dedication and you need a commitment to the house of God there's nothing more important than that. Enoch determined that he was going to walk with God. I remember years ago when I was pastoring, there was this couple, <coughs> and brother told me about how that <coughs> he had some unsafe family that would show up right at church time and would keep him out of church. And he'd ring up and say, I'm sorry, brother, but we got, we got family that just walked in. And it happened once, twice, three times. Here they were about to go out the door. An unsafe family walk in to visit. And then they done it again. And as they came through the door, he waved by and said, It is church time, and you know it's church time. If y'all want to visit, y'all stay till we get back. And it broke that up. Come here now. At church time, everybody that knows you best ought to know you're at church. Come on here now. <laughs> 
when it comes church time, everybody ought to know where you're at. No need to have to send out a search party. No need to call for the SWAT team. If it's church time, you're at church. You know where you're going to be in the morning when the whistle blows, Brother Sam? You're going to be at Angles. Yeah, you're going to be there because that's where you're supposed to be. Amen. But if you're sane and got a willing mind and an able body on Wednesday night, you're going to be back at Landmark because that's where you're supposed to be. It works that way, don't it? Amen. Your occupation is important. But let me tell you what's more important. Church. Singing, shouting, preaching, Holy Ghost fire, Pentecostal baptism, worship. Enoch made his mind up. I'm going to walk with God. My favorite preacher, George Bell Duncan, he was born to missionary parents in India. And George B. Duncan used to tell about one service. <coughs> it was literally raining cats and dogs. It was flooding. And he said, he noticed coming through the door with her umbrella, her rain jacket, and her hat was a widow lady. And she was on up in years. And he said, oh, you ought to get a trophy for getting out in weather like this to come to church. She folded up her umbrella and pulled off her hat. And she said, when I go to work in the morning, if it's storming, they won't give me a trophy for coming to work. And church means more than work. Anybody gonna help me here now? What am I saying? In this hour we're living in, you may have to put forth a little more effort, but I believe in keeping the door open and the lights on and let's have church. Let's have a Holy Ghost move and be faithful to the house of God. The necessary walk he determined. The noble witness that he demonstrated. He had a walk and he had a witness. The Bible said he had this testimony that he pleased God. He walked with God and he pleased God. Before his translation, he had this testimony. He pleased God. Yeah. Now, <clears throat> if you can do that, friend, you are an exception. Because there's not many people seeking to please God in this world. No, it seems like we live for ourselves and to ourselves and of ourselves. Not many people are seeking to please God. I want you to notice the declaration of his footsteps. Every step he took, everything he done, he wanted to make sure that God was close by. He walked near. He walked with. He walked close by. The scripture said he walked with God. In other words, God was right there close. God was right there near. Friend, if there's anything that causes you to detour, if there's anything that causes you to deviate, if there's anything that draws you away from that nearness and that closeness with God, let it alone. Turn it loose. Lay it down. Don't look at it. Don't go there. I want to keep my walk with God. Uh, back 
long years ago before um, my children discovered planet Earth. I lived at 5701 Orange Grove Road, Moss Point, Mississippi. And we got the Mississippi Press. Seven days a week, they'd come by and throw the paper out in the yard. And I'd, I'd read that paper. You know, it wasn't nothing, no iPad to look at, that's for sure. <laughs> you weren't going to get no news there. Or cell phone wasn't even thought of. Who had ever heard of that? And I remember one day I was reading the paper. And uh, I love the news. I read, and I read the classifieds. Anybody remember the won't ads? It was the good old days, wasn't it? Hey, man, folks that had stuff to, I like that giveaway part. Folks had stuff to give away. And uh, folks had stuff to sell. But in the Mississippi Press, at the back, at the last of the classifieds, they was just all types of advertisements of what was happening in town, what was going on. And I remember one day I noted there in the bottom, in the corner, the cinema, the theater. And before I knew it, I, I had looked down, and, and it was showing what was playing at the local theater. And of course, I didn't know any. I had never been inside a movie theater. Still ain't been in the one of this day. And the Lord pricked my heart. And I felt the Holy Ghost ask me, do you intend on going to the theater? And I said, no. He said, then what business you got looking at it and wondering what's going on at the theater? From that day to this, I've never one time looked again because I'm not interested in what's going on. They may be something you've looked at and you have overrode that check of the Holy Ghost and you're pushing against the fence. Maybe you need to start living like you're leaving here. Amen. Come on here now. You see, if you look too long, you'll choose wrong. Amen. Pray for me, church. You see, the declaration of his footsteps and then the duration of his fellowship and after he walked with God, 100, 200, 300 years, and all the days of Enoch were 365 years. He started walking with God when he was 65. And he walked with God 300 years. He walked with him all the way out of here. <laughs> I heard the testimony of that old preacher, George Mueller. He fed thousands in his orphanages and never one time solicited for a dime. God did miracle after miracle. One morning, one morning they had 400 children to feed and they didn't have no milk. And they were just about to call the children in for breakfast. All of them hungry little children. And there's a rap at the door. And the dairyman is standing there and said, Preacher Muller, he said, would you believe the wheel has fell off of my wagon? And I've got all of this milk. It's going to ruin. And they carted in. <laughs> jug after jug. And gallon after gallon. May I say, George Mueller said these words. He was 80 
80 plus years when he died. He said, for over 60 years, I have had unbroken communion with God every morning. Hallelujah. Woo. I'd like to have a walk with God that'll get me out of here. I'd like to have a walk with God that'll take me out of here. Are you living like you're leaving? Do you realize he could come tonight? Do you understand he could come before I say another word? I want to live like I'm leaving. Hallelujah. That's the testimony that Enoch had. He pleased God now you may not be able to please everybody else and do that <coughs> I'm kind of like brother LL and I, I agree with one good brother that made the observation he said I hope it don't get to that but brother LL used to sing a song that's Leonard Lee Collins Brother Collins used to sing a song, I'm going to pray if I pray by myself. I'm going to pray if I have to pray by myself. I'm going to stand if I have to stand alone. It'll be worth it to make it to glory. Are you there yet? Have you got a made up mind? That you're going to come to church if you have to come by yourself? Nicole does. You got a made up mind yet? You got settled on it yet? Or maybe just any old excuse will do. Maybe, maybe God is just a, a jack-in-the-box, and we wind him up, and we got trouble. Somebody go get God. Somebody call the preacher. If you don't need me now, why you need me then? If I ain't good for you now, why am I going to be good for you then? Come on here now. You got to get it down in you. And you got to get a made up mind. I'm going to serve God no matter what. I used to go to church with a dear lady named Linda. And she, uh, she had three girls. And her husband was one bad dude. He was wicked. He was, he was bad to drink. And when he got drunk, he got, he got ugly. And he fought her and fought her and fought her about church. He would do everything in the world. Get ready to go and where's the keys and just, just something. One, one night she got them three girls ready. And they were all doorsteps. And she's about to go out the door. And there he sat in his recliner drinking. And just as she walked to the door to step out, he pulled out a... 357 and rolled it back and cocked it. And he said, Linda, if you walk out that door, I'm going to kill you. She looked at him and said, If you kill me, I'm going to heaven. 
if you don't, I'm going to church. And to church she came. <laughs> and you got a sniffle and can't come? Come on here now. Oh, I wish God would make me a preacher. I'm just going to tell you we're going to have to get a thick hide in these last days. And we're going to have to grow up and we're going to have to come to the plate. And we're going to have to purpose that nothing or nobody's worth going to hell over. Those that blazed the trail before us, they suffered and they paid a price that we could have what we have today. And I'm not about to give it up. I'm not about to compromise. I'm not about to lay it down. My mind is made up to please the Lord. The necessary walk he determined, the noble witness he demonstrated, and the next world that he desired. The Bible said he was not for God. Took him. Gone. They're worried about the housing market. They're worried about housing shortage. Wait around. One of these days, there's going to be a lot of empty houses. I do not believe in replacement theology. Come back to me now. The church does not replace Israel. We are the church. We are not tribulation saints. Come on here now. The next thing that's going to happen is the rapture. Hallelujah. And when Enoch saw him, he said, Behold, he cometh with ten thousands of his saints. That's when we're coming back with him. Hallelujah. You see, the second coming involves twice, two comings. It involves when the Lord comes for his saints. And then the second time, it's when the Lord comes with his saints. When the Lord comes for his saints, it's the rapture of the bride. And then we will be safe, just like Noah is safe safe within the ark the church is going to be safe the church is going to be secure the bride is going to be kept hallelujah amen we're married to the Lord and the Lord's going to keep us while wrath is poured out upon this world unmitigated evil will be rampant and if I listen real close to everything I hear everything I read I can hear the thunder of the approaching horsemen amen and the stallions amen of the apocalypse amen I hear the thunder of horsemen and there's judgment coming but the church is going to be raptured I said the church is going to be raptured and any day now rapture is going to take place and it won't be a secret rapture it won't be a silent rapture. It won't be a single soul solitary rapture like Enoch or Elijah. But it's going to be the rapture of the church. Hallelujah. The graves are going to burst wide open. And all the saints that sleep in Jesus, God will bring with him. Hallelujah. And then the church is going to be raptured out of here. And so that's my message. And that's what we see in Enoch. 
the saving grace that he reflected and the sudden glory that raptured in an iniquitous and ungodly world. Enoch pleased God. And then, one day while they're walking, the Lord said, Enoch, you're closer to my house than you are yours. Why don't you just come on home with me? And they looked for him, and they couldn't find him. And Maze Jackson, anybody remember the truck driver special? The old preacher from Atlanta, Georgia, that used to, Monica's nodding her head, yeah. Uh, that's good old saints. We know about them old radio preachers, don't we? Old Maze Jackson used to say, he said, the Russians had cosmonauts and the United States had astronauts, but Enoch was a was not. <laughs> Whoa! I'm talking about out of here. You can't find him. Hey, look for him. He was gone. And one day that's what's going to happen. The Lord himself is going to descend from heaven with a shout and every God-fearing believer is going to be out of here and I don't want to be left here when the church is gone for only he who let it now will let until he be taken away and then that wicked one shall be revealed as long as the church is here the Holy Ghost is here but the Holy Ghost is the restrainer and then when the restrainer is taken away the church is gone so goodbye world I'm gone I said Goodbye, world, I'm gone. I am out of here. Stand with me all over the house. Living like you're leaving. Are you ready? <laughs> Have you ever had that feeling? I remember once we were in Pascagoula. I probably wasn't about 11, maybe 12. And I looked around and my mother was not to be found. You talking about a young boy running up and down some grocery aisles. I couldn't find that woman. I thought for sure. And the thought went through my mind. What if the raptures took place and you got left behind? So I want to ask you, when the rapture takes place, are you going to be left behind? When the Lord comes, not if the Lord comes, when the Lord comes, are you ready? Are you saved? Or is there something you're holding on to? And the rapture takes place and you can't get loose of it. I need somebody to pray with me right now. You ready for the rapture? Are you living like you're leaving? Heads bowed. Father, thank you for your Holy Ghost.
I wanted to sing a verse of this. You feel conviction dealing with your heart, and you say, Brother Shad, I've got to know that I know. I've got to know that I know I'm ready for the rapture. You want to come pray? I want you to come right now. the bride.